All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Hassan Hassan. And today we have a special guest, and special guest, could you say your name, please? Matt Richards. And Sean, why don't you explain, since this was your movie you picked, what's happening today? Well, today we have a special guest. We're going to be looking at the movie. Actually, you know, well, we're going to be looking We've at the seen trailer. The movie. We've seen the movie on um, Black Dynamite, and Matt Richards is one of the producers of that film. So he is an extra special guest, and he's going to tell us all about the film. But uh, first, should I explain about the film? Yeah, why don't you explain it, and then we'll show the preview just to get a sense of it, and then. Uh, yeah, okay, Black there. Dynamite is was a, um, what was it? Uh, 2006? 2009. Two thousand six, two thousand nine. Oh, sorry, two thousand and nine film. It was a, it's a comedy. It's a spoof. It's a homage to uh, black exploitation films from the seventies, and it was made very much in the way everything about the film, from the way it looked to the way it sounded to the music to the dress, everything was was an exploitation is Michael Jai White. So it's a it's an exploitation. It's about a um a neighbor a guy in the neighborhood, Black Dynamite is his name, and um he has to clean up he's a f- former Vietnam vet and former vet of the uh, CIA, you know, those honkies in the CIA ha- hired him, and now he's cleaning up the neighborhood, making it safe for everybody, and he's quite a guy with the ladies as well. That's and, Black Dynamite. Yeah, so let's um can we watch well, the trailer? Well yeah, here's the trailer and then we'll talk about it after. Suckers gather round. There's a brand new movie coming to town. So get on up and check the scene of the smoothest, baddest mother to ever hit the big screen. Main man, Black Dynamite. He's super cool and he no kung fu. Drives a $5,000 car and wears a $100 suit. You're so righteous. This is also true. And when it comes to the ladies, he's out of sight. Uh, let me guess. You one of these brothers thinking you can get by on a wink and a smile, huh? What about the smile? I am smiling. Black Dynamite. Never in the history of the game has there been such devastation. The CIA needs Black Dynamite now more than ever. We need you, Black Dynamite, now more than ever. I thought I told you, Hunkies from the CIA, that Black Dynamite was out of the game. And he's better than Shaft, Superfly, and the Mac put together. But when the mob kills his brother... Your death will not go on a bench. And put the dope on the street. It's my nephew, Bucky. He od He's back in the game and he's playing for keeps. I'm declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. He killed my best dealer. I want him dead now. So if you crave satisfaction, then dig this action. Guaranteed to put your ass in traction. Black, black, stack, attack, and match. Backtrack, slapjack, boot black, flashback, ram sack, jam pack, and still coming back. You see where I'm coming from, you die, mother... Black Dynamite, starring all-star running back Ferrante Jones. Fashion model Tambula Takar, William P. Michelson, Ronnie Sinatra, Little Tiny Tibbs, Junebug, Bo Willie Peter, and me. That bad bullhunt. Black Dynamite! Now, did they really shoot it in cinemaphonic on Quadrovision? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Occasionally. You see the split screens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah, I read somewhere that he was... My, what's, what's the actor's name who played Michael... Michael Jai White. Perfect. Was playing an actor playing the, the part. Yeah. So he yes. was actually playing the ex-football, right. the ex-football star playing the part, which is funny. <laughs> so... Um, well, let, let's go. I'll tell you what I, I picked the film, so I'll tell you what yeah, I liked give us, about give it. Give us what you what you liked about it, obviously, and then we'll go from there. Now, in the seventies, um, you know, they didn't play much of the black 
exploitation films in my theater, but I've pretty much saw all of the films and and, and I and did, I love that. Where did you see those then? If you didn't, see I saw it? I saw them on TV. Okay, I tell you, in Baltimore, they played all the black exploitation films on uh, Saturday afternoons and all. Trust me. So um, they were they were very popular, and I saw them and I enjoyed them, and I even liked the. Um, the Hollywood's attempt to do the black exploitation, like Omega Man. If you look at that Charlton Heston film, that's essentially a black exploitation film with hmm. the um, the girl he meets, and even James Bond, Live and Let Die, yes. yeah. is also you know essentially a black exploitation film. You know, well, so, how does it? In what way? Well, you in know, because because they're driving around in pimp mobiles and they're dressed in those seventies clothes. Okay. They try to alter in some of the music and all. You know, black heroes, drugs coming into the ghetto. You know, actually, what really surprises me is because you know a lot of these ex black exploitation films were all set, you know, militarized because you, a lot of the blacks were coming back from Vietnam with weapons knowledge, and a lot of these guys are like, they use that as an excuse to like clean up the streets and all. I'm surprised no one is making films about people coming back from like Afghanistan or Iraq and cleaning up the streets. You know, well, well, so it you seems like that. a natural to me. Right. Aren't but well, okay. But also, I I mentioned a little earlier. I just love the look of this film as well. And, you know, it really has that kind of saturated seventies. Uh, well, color. that's what I was going to add. You did that. That's obviously on purpose. It's it, now, okay. That's what I want to ask Matt. So you shoot that stuff. Are you shooting it the way they shot with the same cameras, or 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 is it the look? Is it done in post? How does that look? Uh, well, the first thing I need to say is I'm a producer, not a director, so right. a lot of technical questions I'm not going to be able to answer. But that okay. one, as I recall, they used sort of oldish film stock. I can't remember if it was like Super 16 or something, but specifically for that reason, to get the graininess. Mm -hmm. The movie also looks very sort of sepia to me, which... Yep. I'm not sure why that is, but it... That would have been done probably yeah, in post Yeah, I think it was probably done in yeah. post. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I have a question going back to your producer. You're one of the producers. I don't know how many producers were on this movie. Just oh. explain to people listening, because obviously we know, ha, 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 I don't, but <laughs> what's the difference between an executive producer and a producer, the role... Oh, well, I can tell you. I'm going to disappoint you with this answer. Uh, an executive producer would be someone who essentially gets a movie funded. A producer like myself is someone who puts money into a movie. And what I'll call a real producer, like Jillian uh, uh, Applebaum, is someone who actually works on the film and gets it put together and made. Yeah, but they're the ones that have to do all the work. You don't yeah. want to be them. They have to wake up really early. They have to make sure that Winnebago's at the set at 530 in the morning. And I'm like, you don't want that. Yeah, no. Job. Also, too, the production coordinator does that, yeah. too. But yeah. Everyone hates the producers. <laughs> well. They're like, wait a minute. Where's the assortment of donuts at the um, craft services table? <laughs> yes. You know. I wasn't involved in any of that. You know, but you were there. I, when you were out doing uh, Holy Man Undercover, I knew you slipped off to do slipped something. Slipped off to see Black Dynamite, which was being shot at the same time, yep. Well, I tell you, one of the best experiences I ever had in the movie business, and does that, does that count as a name dropping? To say Not yet. Okay. <laughs> was when I went to the premiere of Black Dynamite with Matt Richards. Now you can hit it. And the director there, <laughs> and uh, Michael Jai White. Bing. Yes. And I tell you what, it was a theater. It was up in New York, and um, it was really an amazing experience because, well, Matt will get into the history more, but the film was bought out. As, this film did everything perfect. You know, it was bought out. It, was, it went to Sundance, and it was purchased out of Sundance, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I believe so, yeah, by Sony. And so it was all, by the time the premiere came in New York, it, there was already, and also David did a really smart video i mean like viral internet campaign yes. for the film with certain scenes and there was a red band trailer that i was, was going to ask about that i do am i wrong was there a red band trailer there was i i was surprised or, or? i was slightly surprised you picked the green band trailer although after so many years i don't really remember the difference but i I, I seem to like i seem to remember liking the red band trailer better personally. was there another trailer though that had a had a uh a puppet or some other well that was part of there was a lot of uh, sort of um ancillary video shot uh and i seem to recall something about a puppet but what i remember better is um black dynamite dealing with it was kind of like a, a, a sesame street takeoff where they sang a song called drugs are fun <laughs> yeah. uh, which was ostensibly saying don't use drugs but the refrain kept coming out drugs are fun uh, there were also a couple characters that uh, talked about Black Dynamite, just sort of stereotypically 70s kind of guys. 
um, in other other just videos that they put out to go viral. And they the, they did a wonderful job marketing the film on the internet. I was really impressed. I think I think the um, production team did a better job of marketing the film than the. Um than the studio. Certainly, uh, certainly. No one would mistake Sony for having made any sort of effort to market this movie properly. All you have to do is watch the beginning of it and see the Destination Films logo. If you do any research on Destination Films, you find out that what that means is something along the lines of the Destination for Films that they couldn't care less about. Mm. Uh, they really, uh, they, they also, I don't, I understand why, but I don't understand why. I mean, I tend to think that people in the movie business are generally fairly stupid, but people who actually market movies really shouldn't be if they intend to keep their jobs. And why these guys decided that the proper release venues for Black Dynamite was like inner city, what they would have thought of as black theaters, I can't imagine when it is obviously an intelligentsia hipster movie. Yeah, college students, college theaters, complete, art houses. Complete cock-up. Uh, they also only put it out in 70 theaters. So they'd gotten the whole world, the whole internet world, excited to see this film and then didn't put it anywhere where you could or perhaps would want to go see it. Uh, I actually ended up going to see it at a mall in New Jersey. Uh, that's that's that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like in Cherry Hill, I, right? Yeah. I actually didn't know about it until it came out on DVD. I was watching... Um, was it uh, some show on Attack of the Show on G4? Oh, yeah. And they had uh, the DVD Tuesdays. Where Attack they, of the like, Show wasn't uh, – that's Olivia Munn and uh, – Yeah, Olivia Chris, Munn. Chris yeah. Gore was on that, I think. Yeah, that was Chris Gore. Yeah. He was talking about the DVDs. Right. And he was like, oh, you got to check out this yeah. new movie, Black Dynamite. Like I totally thought it was like – like they did a great so, job of making it seem like it's from the 70s. Just, just to get – That just, was the first time I heard of it. Just to get it in. I, I used to subscribe to Phil, uh, Chris Gore's magazine Film Threat so did long, I. long ago. So when I saw that attack of the show, I wrote him and sent him a photo of myself holding copies <laughs> of Film Threat and the Black Dynamite uh, DVD or something to prove my bona fides and say, you know, thanks for mentioning the movie. Well, but, is this um, – could you compare this release to like Boondock Saints where, you know, it, it showed up in Blockbuster and became like this – maybe it's not as well known, but oh, it, no. it's kind of a similar distribution kind of thing? Or? No, I, I mean I think they just blew it honestly. I, I, you know, 70 theaters wasn't enough for it to go anywhere. The wrong kind of theaters – I don't. I'm not privy to sales figures. I know that the movie didn't end up making money, uh, so I don't get the impression that it sold tons on DVD. This was also, and perhaps we're still in such a period, but we were very much in a period at those at that time of video piracy. And so, you know, you get people to want to watch something, and then you don't provide it to them. Well, funnily enough, they start downloading it instead of buying it, and it was just it was just poorly marketed. So. Yeah, well, at at the premiere, it was really amazing because it was in a great theater reaction. in New York. Great reaction. The art the theater premiere. loved it. I laughed all the way through, and there were a lot of notables there. And you know, the director was very nice. Michael Jai White was very nice. We met him, and you just had the sense that a rocket was going off because of did. all the there was all this viral stuff about this movie. You know, and I did. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned for those who see it. It's really a comedy. So I'm talking about black exploitation and this and that, but it's really. Is it spoof? It's a spoof. It's, it's a spoof. Um, it's not straight up. It's not like I'm going to get you, sucker, or something like that. Well, that was more standard Hollywood look at black exploitation, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a, a real no, loving and it's, depiction. And it's, you of can it. tell because it's well done, and it's you know some of the scenes where the the, the boom mic comes in and people are reacting to <laughs> that are just priceless, right? Yeah. And and actually, I asked about technically how it was shot because it looks great. I mean, it looks like it was shot. Then and and the way the camera and that's I guess I can't ask you if, if it's more director question but obviously they knew that going in and you know the the camera moves and some of the sloppiness oh absolutely is on purpose, they had obviously but, done of yeah. course in the context of a movie like this you can make a mistake of and then course. say well it was supposed to do that but yeah <laughs> some of the some of the mistakes in that film absolutely cracked me up I mean just but but they're film buff mistakes right. so when Black Dynamite gets out of out of his car and starts to walk, and the camera's trying to follow him, and rather than coming more into focus, it goes more out of focus, and then it comes back. If you're me, you think that's really funny, because you can imagine this guy who's never held a camera before, and they don't have enough money for film, so that's the only shot they had, so they had to use it. I, I find these things hilarious, uh, it, but you have to be a film buff. Too. Well, it's also the subtle things, like in the black exploitation movies, like the guy who played Blackula, yeah. right? Shakespearean actor, yeah. Yeah. right? So some of the lines that these guys are reading in Black Dynamite you can hear the Shakespearean 
Like his brother. Right. right, the brother, right yeah, before like, the brother, right at the end. What are you jive turkey is <laughs> that part talking is great. about? That part is great. It's By like the way, he, spoilers, everybody. We, we yeah. World's worst movies, so. undercover right. uh, person. Come on, you jive turkeys. What kind of rundown is this? Look, man, I gotta get back to the streets where I come from, sucker. Hold it! I told you, Jive Chumps, I ain't no snitch. Who said you were? <laughs> but the mistake, like, even when the boom comes down, okay, and you see it come down, it was the very end of that take where Michael looks up at the last second it's and brilliant. sees the boom. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fight. The only way I know how. Ever since I was a boy, all I knew was how to fight. Fight, fight, fight. And when I got tired, I would fight some more. And now that the man has got our backs to the wall, I ain't gonna let him hurt the kids. I'm gonna take them down. I'm gonna take them all down. He's yeah, so right. he's yeah. so funny. Uh, yeah. I, I watching it again. I watched it again in the last role. in the last day or two. I mean, I'm still. I've, I I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen that movie now. Eight times, and I'm still noticing funny things about his performance. Byron's performance as Bullhorn. I've always thought Byron was absolutely hilarious. He's the only one of them I never got to meet. By the way, Byron, if you're out there, give me a call. I've always wanted to tell you what a great job I thought you did in this film. I'm, he's one of our listeners. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I think we have at least seven. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Five he was of one here. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Byron, Byron as Bullhorn. The the brilliance of that. He was uh, one of the writers too, right? He was. Yes. He. Uh, I've forgotten how they credited it, but I think it was story by Michael and Byron and then screenplay by Michael Byron and Scott, the director. But the thing about Byron is he's playing a bad actor and he does the bad acting really brilliantly. And there are just a certain things which, again, really make me laugh as he seems to be sort of struggling his way slightly. Just enough so that you notice through certain lines, and then he'll finally sort of catch up to himself and and realize that he does know the rest of the line, and it sort of all rolls out. Um, the scene where Black Dynamite encounters him originally uh, when he's a, uh, with a young lady who he wants to get going with, but Black Dynamite walks in. Byron does this just just brilliantly. Plus, all of his silly rhyming couplets are always yeah. Funny. Practically everything the character Byron's that's his name is a bullhorn. Yeah. Is like everything's a rhyme, and there's one point where he's given a speech, and then he doesn't have a rhyme. He doesn't have and, a rhyme, and, and, and so everyone waits for it. Yeah, everyone's sitting there waiting, and it sort of like just peters out. <laughs> and you know what I also love is when Black Dynamite follows the militants into the room, and then they do the actors make a, a mistake where um, the one guy goes, "The militants turn to him." He's he read right. the screen direction. He, re he reads this. Yeah, it's the militants turn startled. He, yeah. he actually does that three times. That same character. Excuse me, brothers. The militants turned startled. This is private. How'd you get in here? I walked in. So you wanted them sneaky brothers, huh? Or maybe you were undercover pig. Yeah, it's very funny. And the other guy's like, sarcastically. One, right, black it's the same guy. It's the yeah. same guy, yeah. yeah it's well, let me speak to the man in charge. Sarcastically, I'm in charge. I don't yeah. And the thing, the thing is about that, again, Michael's brilliance in playing Black Dynamite, at that moment, at that moment, he turns to his right, like the guy says sarcastically, I'm in charge, and there's just this little look to the right, where you can tell that what it is supposed to be is Ferrante Jones looking at the director, waiting for the cut, like... We're not going to leave that in where he's saying, but he doesn't cut. So he has to sort of return back to the scene and keep talking. It's very funny. Yeah, he, he is great. And another thing about it, and um, it's easy to enjoy this film as a spoof and as a comedy and as a homage. But also, it really does work. There are some really good fights. You know, if you like like karate, there is, in my opinion, well, he's excellent karate that guy's in and shape. martial arts yeah, oh yeah head, head, even head been, actor even more than uh rod's you know ron what's his name um roy scheider in um oh he was in marathon different, man. different yeah that's different but yeah no he uh because i he, he had done other movies right he had done other oh, oh yeah he, yes. does, he was in the yeah, batman he does martial arts, martial arts films. Movies, yeah. and i read that was this 
was did he have the idea for this movie or did he get involved? Yeah, I think he, largely it was Michael's original idea. Yes, yeah. he they made a little. Uh, they spent like a thousand bucks and made a kind of a fake trailer for Black Dynamite, which they used a lot of period uh, stock footage, and that was part of what got me involved. I mean, they did a really good job on it. It looked like it would be very funny, and it was very funny. But um, you know, it was. Didn't they have some sort of test screening where they showed it to the same audience that watched the um, Tyler Perry movie? That's what I heard, that they showed it to a Tyler Perry audience. And, I mean, again, it's like the total tone deafness as to what this movie was about and who the target audience should have been. Is It's it's remarkable the the sort of, um, you know, contrast and feelings I have about this film. In terms of investing in a movie, you don't know what's going to come out at the end. You're just hoping for the best. They really couldn't have done a better job in in the look, the acting, the the screenplay is really funny. I mean, they really produced, they really came through with the goods. The movie went to Sundance. The movie got sold, got a theatrical release. It won, by the way, which we didn't mention, the Seattle Film Festival. So it, it, you know, it did as well as you it could hope everything. an independent film to do. It did everything. It's and then Sony just dropped the ball so hard that uh, even Black Dynamite couldn't pick it up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is the issue you brought up earlier that they tested it or they sent it out to predominantly black theaters? This is my impression that they, they were black audiences. You know, black they have, audience. I guess they yeah. have test audiences okay. that come in. So it's like a Tyler Perry audience was exactly how it was described to me. It's like, this is not the audience for this film. And how hard is it to figure that out? I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, I I followed this film's release avidly, even if it wasn't for uh, Matt. And um, I think right at they by the time they put it in the theaters, there was already like a hard out for the DVD sales, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I believe they st- finally started putting it in some college theaters, and it started doing well. But it was too late; they couldn't capitalize oh, on this it. This I don't know. Okay, well, I, I think I read about this. It was actually there. the guy, if you notice, it was Apparition. Apparition, I've forgotten the fellow's name, unfortunately, yeah. but he, he was responsible for the release of My Big Fat Greek Wedding. So I was really oh, hoping, wow, yeah. you know, this is a guy who knows how to create a groundswell of interest in a kind of a quirky independent comedy. Well, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Were there other, at that time, 2009? No, I don't know when. The Sucker movie came out. That was a lot earlier. Was, that was right? long earlier. Was there anything else around this movie that was similar to? Not really. I, I mean, so. uh, unfortunately, uh, it came out, I believe, the same year as The Hangover and as uh, Paranormal Activity, both of which did very well. I had wow. to watch the box office returns for oh, them God. every five minutes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I remember the internet stuff with this movie. That's why I, the Red Band stuff, and I know there was some thing I watched, I put I, I, somewhere where there was a puppet or something. Very X rated. Mm. Uh, preview of this movie i guess i should have re-researched it I, 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 I couldn't find the promo it. the I, main promo thing i remember is that when the movie was actually about to come out in theaters they went out and had created these giant afro picks they must have been three and a half <laughs> or four by three feet which they stuck in hedges and prominent places around los angeles to bigger than the one in space balls get people's <laughs> yeah. attention that was a big one in space ball that's because I remember this red band thing. I think it was for this movie. It would definitely, yeah. Yeah, but then I never remember the movie coming out, honestly. Mm. And um, it wasn't marketed <laughs> to us. Right, that's what I mean. Since I mean, 70 theaters. Uh, I that's, mean, that's not very many. That's not a lot. And they were at theaters where you'd get killed at. And I would imagine if they go to a predominantly black, black audience with that movie, they might go, What are you making fun? What's mm. going on yeah. here? What I, is I, it? I, you know, it's. I don't know because I'm not wasn't out doing audience research. I can tell you that when I went to see it in New Jersey, I ended up because I was wearing a black dynamite T-shirt. So people started talking to me after the movie, and I told them I was one of the producers. And uh, I talked to both uh, black and white people, and and they all liked it. Everyone liked it. Everyone thought it was really good. Right. And I'm I'm looking around at the literally 18 people who were in the room with me, and I said, "You better go tell your friends because this movie's not going to stay in theaters if, if we don't attract a bigger audience than this." I remember we arranged a Baltimore screening at the Beltway Theater. We did. And the yeah. people loved it up there, yeah, it too. Fun. This is the thing. People like the movie when they see it. It just it just wasn't marketed well. I don't think they cared. You know, I, you, I, I don't work at Sony. I don't work... I've never worked at any big film studio, so I can only hypothesize. But it's not difficult to imagine that you've got a guy whose job it is to sell movies for Sony. And he's got his hands on two films. Here's the bought for $2 million, Black Dynamite, uh, independent film, kind of quirky, it's fun, everybody likes it. Um, If nothing happens, no big deal. And here's the $100 million blockbuster of some kind or other, which if this doesn't get out there and do well, I'm fired. 
Well, which which one? Or even if it's a $10 million one, but that particular guy green-lighted it as opposed, again, to this other one. Uh, which one do they care more about? Which one are they going to do more about? And on top of that, you can. there's probably a certain blocking aspect. If I buy Black Dynamite, it means a competitive studio doesn't get it and you know release it and, and it becomes a big thing. So I think it's kind of like a big chess game and we were one of the pawns, as it were. Was there any legs to this movie after that? Is it how's it doing now? Is there a DVD or? I mean, it's out on DVD. The big thing that happened with Black Dynamite after the release of Black Dynamite, there were there were two things. One of which I I frankly couldn't care less about, but the Black Dynamite people were always very interested in it. Was a comic book. There were several mm. issues, I believe, of a Black Dynamite comic book put out. What was much yeah. more interesting was an animated series based on Black Dynamite that was on Adult Swim for two years. Uh, same people who did Boondocks, uh, some of them, all of them, I don't know, were involved in it. Carl Jones, who's a very funny and very smart guy, uh, who I have not met, I've only seen him on video myself, uh, was uh, headed that up. I think he was showrunner, is this the right term? And that show was very funny, and oh my God, mm -hmm. talk about, uh, you know, stretching the bounds of propriety in terms of subject matter and attacking what you might call shibboleths of the black experience. Uh, they, they didn't hesitate. Um, the, the, I'm trying to remember the exact plot of this one. It was to celebrate Martin Luther King Day at some point. In, it was the first Martin Luther King, the first, the, oh God, it was, I can't believe I don't remember this. I actually recorded it was the, the Black first, Dynamite the every first, Saturday yeah, when it came on. It was the first <laughs> of some known holiday, which unfortunately is escaping me. And Al Sharpton was there talking, and they unveil a monument, and it's like Martin Luther King sitting on a toilet taking a dump. So <laughs> this gives you an idea how worried they weren't about offending anyone on that series. And there's some part where I think the thing has gotten knocked over and someone says he would shit a brick if he could see what's happening and a little brick falls <laughs> off the... I mean, it was amazing. I, 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 my jaw hit the floor when I saw, you know... You've seen the cartoon? Yeah, uh, and then, I'm a big fan of the Boondocks. So uh, when I heard they were making Black Dynamite, I got super stoked and actually saw that before... The film? Around, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Way I just yeah. saw the film the other night. Like, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if many, then. many more people saw the cartoon but, because it's TV, you know. You and it's be. Adult Swim. Like, I watched Adult Swim right. every weekend because of animes and other shows on Adult Swim. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought the show was hilarious. The show, it, it was just like Boondocks, but uh, uh, oh, more Overboard. Yeah, which I loved about I, it. Again, you know, it's that thing where you look at it and you say these black dynamite people—they produce quality stuff. It is really funny, and after two years, it's gone. <laughs> so wow. what can you say? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, after scenes. a while, like I, like, I don't know it's how a lot of the same stuff. Going, so. but, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was they. I know they tried to get some sort of sequels occasionally out on the. Um, Weren't there? Wasn't there talk? There, there was very vague talk about sequels. Um, every once in a while, someone. I mean, of course, we always wanted to do one. Uh, certainly, I did. But um, I think the fact that the first film didn't make money probably didn't help. And I don't. I'm not really privy to a lot of the details of what went on in terms of those discussions. But I, I think I can say generally that the parties involved just really didn't seem apparently to be able to come together on what they wanted to do. So nothing, well, yeah, wasn't it wasn't like going to be a modern day, day. You know, I think it, had they done another one, I think that was the plan, not to set it back in the '70s. But uh, I, I, again, I wasn't one of the creatives. So, and um, you know, it's it's really shocking to me because. Black Dynamite was sort of the is sort of like the Black Austin Powers, <laughs> you know. In in my opinion, that's funny. I hadn't thought of that. And um, it's a it's a it's you know this is was a re, even though I was not involved in this film. I mean, I loved the film when I first saw it because you know I love filmmaking. And this is you know in, in, as you were saying, it's more than just like jokes about black exploitation. It's it's an examination of filmmaking. Too. Yeah, oh my god, definitely. and it's so smart. That scene in the cafeteria or the deli where they're all talking about the Greek <laughs> gods. And who makes him an Ibs? Mars Candy Company make it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Those white Mars men. Candy. Mars is also the Roman god of war. That's what I'm talking about. Who is the Greek god of war? Aries. Now, you take Mars and spell it backwards. Drop the S. Where's Ram. That's right. And Ram is the zodiacal sign for Aries. Oh, now then, Aries is half sister. It's Athena. Now you get it. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Athena? Athens. Which is the capital of Greece. And as we all know, zodiological astronomy was created by the Greeks in 785 BC. It's a riot. But there's a mis- then, there's now a mistake spell in that, that back. There's a mistake well, in that scene. Okay. Though. Oh, only you they, would. I guess uh, <laughs> they okay. say an area code seven eight five. There were Topeka no Canada. there were no area codes that didn't have zero or one in the, oh, in really? the middle in the seventies. So they as a small mistake. Now but there that, were people on the side. There was a little old lady. Little yeah, somebody else jumped yeah, in and, and threw it. Right, right. In. And Ro- Ross we, goes in that. That's like an L.A. joke that I didn't get that had to be explained to yeah, me. The, the waffle, the, the chicken yeah, and waffles. The, See, I didn't. That was lost. Chicken on and me. waffles. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it originally? It was I donuts and something. Chili else? and donuts. Chili, chili and donuts. Is he the actual Roscoe guy? Is that the guy? No, I think that's a joke. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, allegedly God is inspiration from that. The day I was out there was for the scene where. The guy dressed in the donut shoot uh, suit gets <laughs> yeah. shot, and yeah. then Ferrante Jones Rolls comes up. running out behind the rolling donut. I was there for that for that day of shooting, and I've always been pleased because when the the generic white bad guys in shades pull up in their car. The driver gets out, but he hasn't put the car in park or something, right, and, and it, it starts little, to roll forward. Right, right. We were all dying laughing on the sidelines when he did that. But, of course, they just kept rolling, and I was really glad that they picked that shot to put in the movie. <laughs> So that wasn't on purpose. No, because that was great. not that was definitely, that definitely was not great, on purpose. That was one of the uh, I love that scene. Right? It's very I funny. It sort of memorializes my having been there. So I always <laughs> that's awesome. That. No, that's good. Yeah. Especially you know, and things like that. If that happens organically and it's yeah. and it's still part of the movie, it's fantastic. Well, it's yeah. like it's like uh, American Graffiti, where he like brings his moped up or his scooter up, and it like falls over and on. And that was not planned. It was just the way it happened. Yeah. Well, like we said in uh, Pelham, when he knocks that guy down, that yeah. was a, that he was obviously supposed to land in the chair. Right. He, he, you're right. So, <laughs> but in this movie, it plays great because it, it, it right. all adds it's all to the, part of the it's chaos. All part of it. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I find it hard to believe that that was not intended. Definitely not. Perfect. That was the only take where that happened. He just pulled up and stopped in every other take. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and you know, you got you got uh, Arsenio Hall's in this one. Yes. Yeah. You've got Jimmy Tommy J. Davidson. Walker. No, explain that one to me. Is that Walker Jr.? What is J.J. Walker Jr.? That's that's the guy from um, Good Times, right? I don't think he's in it. Is no, he? I don't. Yeah, think that's he's the one guy that. I know they say J.J. Walker Jr., but I don't think that's Jimmy Walker. Are you talking about in the trailer? No, it's in the movie. Or in the credits. In the, in the credits. I don't remember I think seeing that's that. him. I don't. I don't recall we'll him. Being. He's check. the one that du- double that questions him. You know, it's like you know who are you? You know. I. I, I I like it when they walked in and the one guy goes, that's Black Dynamite. just like, no. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like. <laughs> chocolate giddy up. So yeah, chocolate giddy up and Kotex. All those have such hilarious names. And, um, Mo Bitches. Yeah, Mo Bitches and. Um, uh, Kotex. And, and uh, Kotex. Captain Kangaroo Pimp. Of course. Yeah. Right, right. Who it comes out Captain of nowhere? Kangaroo, right. It's like, what's this guy right. doing right. here? <laughs> it's Captain Kangaroo. Well, it's great because Oba Baba Tunde is in that. And it's just funny because he's, he's somewhat near and dear to my heart because. I also funded a film that Jonathan Sheck was in. Jonathan Sheck starred in That Thing You Do, and Oba Baba Tunde is in that movie and is not only oh, in it, right. but the final shot of the movie is him. So, oh, my God. I didn't I – didn't, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't put is that Is he the, uh, the, the guy that works out the hotel? That's right. Yeah. That Thing You Do? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that See, movie, But too. he's, like, unrecognizable as, right. the, as the head pimp in, uh, in this movie, at least to me. I would never have known it was the same person. Uh, but yeah, Arsenio Hall's very funny. All those guys are so funny as those pimps. You now here's here's something. Um, if you look at in, in the stuff that's still on the internet, the um, promotional materials, that scene is longer, and I know they use some of it over the credits. But in the uh, mm. in the uh, that scene as it appears on the internet from many years ago, they use all they didn't cut back that scene at all. It was um, all those things about like. What, what about that short hoe? What about the uh, midget you have there? And he's like, oh, she keeps coming up short, <laughs> you know, and things like that. That stuff was all integrated in, in the into scene. the scene. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, you know, one thing funny, we're, we, we just showed that scene where they're talking about Aries and this and that. The first thing that Black Dynamite asks them, you know, like who, um, what, what, what melts in your mouth? You know, it's yeah, um, M&M's. M&M's. <laughs> and, the, and on the Internet one. Which is a scene, essentially the same exact scene. It says, "And who makes M and M's?" And and somebody says on the internet one, "the the white man." And that oh. they but that and then in the movie they cut it out. He says, "Who makes M and M's?" And and the one guy goes, "That's Mars." And they goes and somebody goes, "Those white men." 
But oh, on, but out of context, scene, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but uh, it, no, but it's interesting. Why did we just cut that one? Because that line was so perfect. Because it was all about the man. Yeah, right. You know. Right. And um, so it was interesting that they cut that out. But I noticed that a couple places on the promotional materials that it's slightly different than what was in the actual movie itself. You know. So Al, you haven't said much. Talk to us, please. The audience really loves it when you talk. I'm uh, sure. You want to use my mic here because it's a uh... good. It was a hilarious film. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. I'm happy to hear it. Uh, very few words. I'll tell you one. Well, I'll tell you one little story that you might find interesting, relating to the scene you're talking about. When they finally get down to uh, Anaconda Malt Liquor, gives you a little <laughs> right, richer. Right, right. Okay. They had wanted the original script called for, and they had wanted to use the Anaconda Malt Liquor billboard, they wanted to have Little Richard's image on that, as I recall. They wanted to actually use his picture. And I really, you know, I think, you know, I, I was not, as I say, seriously involved in this movie in terms of hands-on anything, so don't get me wrong. But about that particular topic, I was writing them email saying, you cannot do that. Little Richard is extremely protective of his image. I've read things where he would do a show and refuse to sign like a record. He'll only sign the posters that he's selling at the shows. He, he, you can't just take his image and use it. And their response at first was, oh, it's a satire. We can do that. You know, we're, and I said, you're not satirizing Little Richard. You're using Little Richard. You're making a black exploitation satire. But that doesn't make it open season on just using anybody's image that you want to make money. I guarantee you, you will get sued for this. And uh, they they didn't do it ultimately, so I felt like I I won that very small battle. But then maybe they should have gotten Little Richard. It would have been hilarious. Would have been nice if they had. I mean, I, they could have chosen to do that. They could have uh, offered him some money to use his actual image in the film. But I guess they. He is the queen of rock and roll. <laughs> decided think, to go the other. You way. think Little Richard would be a little disappointed about being associated with uh, a Little Richard? <laughs> one wonders. One wonders. <laughs> I think I made that point at the time. I said, especially considering what you're saying, his name it means in the context. <laughs> Although the thing is, they still used it. You know what I mean? Like they didn't take out his name entirely. So I guess, I guess they felt that using his image crossed a line they weren't going to cross, but that they could still say it. It was interesting that the movie started with the Anaconda commercial. Right. I love that. Like what? I love that. Something came about Church's fried chicken. I read somewhere that the Anaconda saying the poisoning making yeah. small dicks. But there's a theory that Church's Fried Chicken was oh, poisoning that? the black community, that? and that's where that kind of <laughs> oh, thing swarmed yeah, up. I, wow, I didn't know right? that was yeah, a real... I read that. Now, that may, may be a weird internet fact that could be true or not I, true. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised. But listen, they crossed the line when they had orphans smacking their... Is that, that a line? Is that a line? Are orphans off the table now because they don't have parents or something? I'll give you another example of what I think is like the subtle humor in Black Dynamite. At least it's maybe only I think it's subtle. In that scene you're talking about, Black Dynamite grabs the little kid and says something. I will shake this poisonous <laughs> shit out of you. We already tried that. And yeah, we already tried that. She says. <laughs> you doing, brother? I need my smack. I need it now. Put a few of these honeys on the street, and I'll get you your bread, partner. I refuse to let this happen to you, little man. I will shake this poisonous shit out of your little smacked up body if I have to. Black Dynamite, stop. We've tried that. Nothing works. I guess no, it wasn't that subtle. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of response is that? You, you did? What did you take each one in turn? Um, similarly, when um, there's the scene where, uh, what the heck is her name? You, Euphoria. Black Dynamite's going off on this big rhyming thing about how Gloria's going to be okay. Black Dynamite's going to grab it by the roots and shake down the fruits and all this. And then she finishes it and says, you know, Black Dynamite's going to make it all right. And she, he starts yelling at her and he becomes totally unhinged. You shut up and I'll send you back to Crenshaw Peak Pete with the hot coat hangers. Would you like that? Home, would you bitch? And he's like totally off the deep end. And there's a pause, and everyone kind of looks at each other. And the next line uttered, which it takes a while, Gloria finally says something to him along the lines of, Black Dynamite, I know we haven't known each other that long, but I really feel I can trust you. <laughs> Why? Because he's just acted like an insane person in front of you? Yeah. That, that has I somehow, don't even have to look to know that that's you. <laughs> that has somehow gained your trust? <laughs> yeah. That, that is really, you know, because it's funny, because I remember we saw that Debbie was laughing, but that's just like, why is he saying that? We were watching it um, earlier this week. You know, Black Dynamite's not the most stable guy. You know, you you pick up things about it. He also, everyone on radio won't be able to see this. He does this. 
throughout the entire movie. It's this sort of weird front teeth on the bottom lip thing, which it can't be just Michael Jai White's like you know uh, rest face. He must have been doing this on purpose. I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure why, but there's a lot of that in the movie. Now, say if I'm mistaken, but um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but Michael Jai White is not like a tall guy. He's, I, he's not much taller than me. I think on IMDb he's, what, six Would you say two, that to his face? <laughs> no. You think he's six feet? I thought he was probably like uh, five ten. Or I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I have stood next to him, but you got to remember that he was in costume, so he was probably wearing giant platform shoes at the time. So it wasn't the best opportunity to compare heights. Well, what I'm just saying is because he's big in the movie. You know what he's I mean? He's huge. It's a huge presence. He's huge in real life. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he's a big... But it's muscular. like he's taller than everybody in the movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, so big I'm just afro. Wondering. Giant. Yeah, Afro, yeah. right? So yeah, I'm, Afro, I'm he, wondering if they just cast, you know, every. I mean, he's not. Oh, I'm not smaller than him. Well, but yeah, I'm not Hollywood saying he's like Alan Ladd well, or Tom something. Tom Cruise like is always but up the, on Apple. Yeah. Talk, doesn't yeah. Hollywood always do that? They yeah. make the star look taller than he really is. Yeah. The sets are built slightly shorter than yeah. normal. Yeah. So I was just wondering. You know, I'm not saying he's a small guy because I mean, I oh, see he's not. He is definitely not a small guy. No. But you know, he's not like Alan Ladd. According to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, he's six one. I don't know. Are you six one, Sean? Well, I'll tell you what. I Look on Inherent to Source, and you'll see it. I'm going to put up a picture of me and Michael Jai White. Oh, cool. He's no, there's also the afro, the afro. Yeah. That's, that's another thing I can mention. When I first met Michael and they were shooting that scene that I mentioned, the donut scene, he said something about how the afro, it was like wearing a hat. It was warm. You know? It's like, it's like wearing <laughs> a cap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to probably look like a jerk because when I look at the picture, I'll probably see that you know, I'm up He's to way his, taller than you. Yeah, I'm up to his chin <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, but Because um, I'm not, you know. I'm actually more round, taller round. If you stretch me out that way, then if you, if you, yeah, maybe. If you lay back, if you yeah. lay down. Yeah, if I lie down, I'm taller. <laughs> well, I love they had Pat Nixon in there. Yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, and you are right. And, and <laughs> Richard Nixon as a karate dude. I mean, yeah. with nunchucks that have the presidential seal on them. Right. <laughs> right. He was a, yeah. I also read that that guy practiced forever doing the nunchucks. Oh, is that the right? Guy, the yeah. guy playing he does Nixon. a good job. Yeah. He does a good job. You know what? It's hilarious to me. It's like when the movie takes this sudden left-hand turn towards Kung Fu Island. Right. I mean, that is like so Well, in, and the scene in his house. makes sense. The scene in his house where, where he was practicing with the ninjas. Yeah. Or whatever. And he kicks them all out and he gets angry then. Some, he got angry about something. All those guys had to run out of his house. and. And then he's like, hey, see you, see you when? Yeah, see you tomorrow. Right, see you yeah. tomorrow. I mean, like, he actually like, beat the crap out of him. Like, the one guy's on the ground, you see him put the foot on it, and you hear the bones crunching, and then he, like, You know, I think it. that's from another movie. I feel like I've seen a exploitation or a kung fu movie where that move is done, and I think it's, I think that's a take yeah, off of it's, that. Um, yeah, it's, um, this, this one, he's in a Chuck Norris film. Mm. Uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me, though, but also after Not Bruce Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, uh, I know who you're talking about, yeah. I can't remember his name he was, either. I can't, I think it was Ferrante Jones. <laughs> no, that's some sort Apparently, of I was told that the business in the scene you're talking about after he talks to Aunt Billy and he goes to hang up the phone and he's not right, he can't find about, a phone. That that was not on purpose and that <laughs> it, it, just, it just kept, <laughs> just went with it and, because it was funny. And, 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 and it, that the split screen's going. Yeah, you know, no, the genius is keeping it in. Yeah. There's the genius. Yeah. And yeah. if the yeah. car rolling scene wasn't organic and you used it anyway, it made it organic and it was great. Yeah. Those are the little things that you spot. When he looks at that... I laughed when I see the boom come in because that's funny, but I laughed even harder when I see him at the last second. Yeah, look yeah. Up that and go, final little look. He's, look he's, he has the, the comedic end. timing. It's right. really great. That boom thing too. It's it's also subtle because when he first stands up, there's a. <laughs> am I doing that right on the mic? Right. But you don't see it yet. Right. But you the hear the boom because well, the, the, the camera has hit And the camera was late. The camera move was late. So he gets up and you see the camera trying to catch up to him, and then he hits the thing and. He just added the button with the look up and at the end. And that's like one of those big speeches in every movie where the guy decides he's going to get, you know, because I fought. All I did was fall. Now they got me and he stands up. Now they got me against the wall. I'm going right. to fight some more or right. whatever. Yeah. And it's, yeah. We try to cut those out of movies, but we didn't <laughs> yeah. this time. So. One, of the, was, one of the other things I, I, I think is funny to notice in Black Dynamite that's like a little bit of a theme is women chewing Black Dynamite out. Yeah. Because it happens, I think Gloria does it at least twice. Aunt Billy does it twice, both on the phone and in person. And it just, you know, he just gets this sort of disgusted, like, when is this going to be over kind of look on yeah. his face. The, and just the idea that it's like super duper, super spade, super tough guy, Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite, who makes Shaft look like Urkel, as I read on on the, right, on the internet right. once, uh, is still has to listen to these mouths full of shit from these various women. Except that one girl, he can't take it from her. 
You fool. I knew. Yeah, I knew it was you before I you. But even she does it. That's the yeah, thing. Even she is giving. She was messing crap. up her his game. <laughs> yeah. That's why she was in the yeah, that's with why. his game. Well, I was surprised. I saw the lady playing one of the. She owned the brothel. Yeah. And they were going to beat every the main lady. Honeybee. I forget her name. Yeah. Honeybee. Kim Whitley. She's the woman that was in Curb Your Enthusiasm that goes to the Dodger game with. Uh, Larry David, he picks her up so he can go in the HOV. I think it. I, yeah, I, I think I, I looked it up. I, I looked it, it up on IMDb. Are they lying? You got the IMDb there. Check it out. Let's uh, see. I think it's because I remember Real seeing that episode it. and I thought I think that's Kim Whitley, but it, it wasn't. I, I swear it was I looked it up. Monique check it up. or something like that. I don't so know what her name in the movie in the show or her uh, the actress. Those millennials. Check it millennials. I just want to know so into the internet. Look up Monique and see if she's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That'll be the. Is that her if name? I'm right, M O Monique. Her name was no Honey Kim B. Whitley played Honeybee okay. in the movie, but okay. I'm saying I think Monique was the prostitute that he takes to the baseball game so he can ride in the yeah. high H-O-V. occupancy. <laughs> <H-O-V>. <laughs> Do you know the story behind that? That show? is so Larry David. Did you see the documentary where they no. uh, they um, proved that a guy was not a murderer because he was caught on film while they were filming that show? Oh God, really? Yeah, they spent was, months. It was Monique. That was Dodger game. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. so it's a different lady. Sorry. Yeah. But because oh, I looked it up, you, you got your black women mixed up again. <laughs> okay, classic. Well, hey, classic. I thought it was her classic too. As I say, the only reason I know this mistake. is that I also thought it was her and looked it up. I swear I looked it up. I'm gonna. You guys keep talking because I'm gonna find it out. Was, what was Jim Kelly? It was Jim Kelly who's the. We missed a lot of. Um, the, well, well, I mean, it's too many. That would be going off all day. Name drop is every time we name drop. Oh wait a minute, Al just took the. Why are you taking that? I'll be in charge of the. Oh, okay, <laughs> he'll do a better job than we. Well, have. At least he's finally doing something now. Well, someone's yeah, listening to us. So. <laughs> anyway, I just it, it, it's a great movie. Now, um, I mean, the spoof idea, they did it with Police Squad, right? Remember Police? Yeah. Police story, Police Squad, yeah. right? Same idea, which is completely 180 degrees from all reality. Yeah. That that came out in I think the 80s. That came out after Airplane. I think nine, maybe early. So 90s, I just actually. wonder. Because those other ones, like Get, Get You Suck and all those movies, those were spoofs, but they were more... They looked like the period they, they were, look, other well, than putting clothes on people. This one looked like the period. The Black yeah. Dynamite line was, you know, it is a black exploitation movie. You know, you could argue that they don't hew to that extremely strongly. Obviously, there are things in there which are clearly intended to be funny. Um, but yes, the look is great. The, the, that was the notion, that it was like this found film. Well, they did. It looks great. And I tell you what, I really like the soundtrack, too. It's the soundtrack 70- is great. Adrian, such a wonderful musician. I wish I could talk about him for the entire hour because a, a brilliant guy, great music. And the thing about him is he's apparently very self-taught. He's very into these vintage instruments. And the famous quote I remember reading in an article was something about... Uh, well, this piece needed to have flute on it, so I bought a flute and learned to play it. It's like, oh, it's that easy, is it? You just you just buy a flute and start playing. Well, if you're him, apparently. And he's a really nice guy. I enjoy talking to him. I read the same thing about Neil Patrick Harris. What? He would always just like, every time someone needed something or like he would add, learn it? add an extra instrument to something, yeah, he would just learn it. <laughs> he would just learn it. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's what amazing. he did in his yeah. high school orchestra, too. The I, The other thing about the music, which I'll mention, is that you've got two different kinds of music in that movie. You've got the original compositions by Adrian Young, and then you've also got the um, selected, and I believe chiefly British, canned, you know, what do you call it, like incidental music that's just written for the purpose of being incidental music, which was um, uh, selected uh, for the period sound, so all those dun-dun-dun-dun, are all from from That's the period canned music yeah, yeah. Getting it all be from yeah. the rockford files that was not not originally written that's why you have two uh, cds uh, soundtracks you have the original soundtrack and then you sort of have the movie soundtrack the original being what was composed the other things i don't know a lot about this stuff but i can mention a couple other things um the dynamite dynamite comes yeah. from this sir charles hughes song uh, whose lyric is uh, How, what a coincidence that they got yeah. dynamite well there. well, uh, uh, my understanding was that they I, I'm not quite clear where that came in the circle but one of the stories I can recall hearing the director say was that they had already been using it like throughout the movie before they had secured the rights and found who even owned it because that guy's dead you know so you got to find his family and figure out I guess who owns the rights to this song at this point it would have been bad if they had not been able to do so and had to go back in oh and my God. remove that all. Uh, what a great that song is really funny. It's it it, it I, I love it. It's so over the top. It's like seven minutes long, um, but yeah, that just 
the, the it, it fits the movie so well. Just that little dynamite, dynamite when he walks in a room or when something happens. Every time he opens funny. the door. Yeah. <laughs> dynamite! 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 Now, the other thing about the other music um, that you talked about is it, it mimics what's going on in the movie. Right? Oh, yeah. They, the, the, He's the going words. into his He's brother's <laughs> apartment. I, I have, is there someone there? <laughs> I, I, found, I, found, I found there's a mix of whether people think that's funny or I not. I think it's funny. But, but I, 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 you know, <laughs> I, it, yeah, it just it puts a stamp when, yeah, right on it. When he gets to Jimmy's apartment, in his mind, it's the, you know, Somebody's been in Jimmy's apartment. And then the music starts. Oh, somebody's, somebody's been in Jimmy's apartment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I only it noticed it at that point, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. It goes through the whole movie. If you I know, but that, I, if you he's had his brother's dead. Right. You know, at the, funeral. the brother got the, you know, the man killed the brother. Yeah. yeah. And if you turn yeah. down all the, the talking and just listen to that track, you'd get the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. I liked that a lot. You know, um, Al, what do you think? I mean, Al, is, <laughs> Al I will say, is our, you keep is our to chief Stop putting music Al on the critic. spot, man. Poor Al's Al. been out. Al, listen, Al's been in I, Germany like, for a few it. weeks. He's, he's trying to... Uh, he's been in Deutschland. He's been yeah, in Deutschland. Yeah. He got a ticket on the Uber Autobahn. Alice. He got a, a speeding I, I got ticket on the Autobahn. On the Autobahn? Yes, I did. Wow, I, I thought you could go at whatever speed you wanted. Uh, no, that's not true. There are speed limits on the Autobahn. And he ate a burger. What was the limit? When? What was What's the, the limit? speed limit on the autobahn? The I thought it was speed limit infinity. Is 60 kilometers, so whatever that is in miles per hour. That's what did miles. you go? The fastest I went was 175, which is about 110. Yes. Uh -huh. And that's too fast? Is that what you got pulled over for? No, you I went 175 miles an hour? What? You went 175 miles an 110 hour? 110 miles an hour. 100, uh, 175, 175 kilometers. kilometers an hour. You went 110 no, I was, miles I was an doing hour? Like maybe 110 in a 60. Yeah. So that's what's Why were you going that fast? What were you late for? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. So my favorite part of the movie is when he's fighting the old uh, Chinese guy. And you see the weapon come through the window. And he's like, I just threw that shit outside. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I threw that shit before I walked in the room. I threw that shit before I walked in the room. Right, right, right. That was some yeah, diabolical that, that kung funny. fu treachery. It's, it's also pretty funny when he's in there and he cuts off the guy's His hand arm. because it's 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 out of shot a lot and you can't really tell what happened. But he's actually the guy's hand is gripping something and he's actually got chopped off by the and then he beats uh, somebody in the head. He starts hitting him. He hits his, his own hand. Yeah, yeah he beats him up. That's great. Well, I wasn't expecting to see Richard Nixon when the chair turns around. <laughs> oh, I was, no? no? No, I was no. expecting to see Pat Nixon. For some reason, I had it in my head uh, that she was going to yeah. show up. She ends up showing Why up. Why would she want black men to have little penises? <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, this trick photography with the little... Who is the guy the name on the couch? It's uh, Gunsmoke. <laughs> Gunsmoke. When they show it. It's tiny little... It's yeah. tiny. It was pretty funny. That I, was think, a, I think there was, was some controversy know, about whether they were going to actually show it or not, but they did. They showed it. It was yeah. a uh, it was a uh, baby syringe or a, uh, uh... supposedly um, Spike Lee, who liked the movie and took Scott out to lunch at some point, thought that they should have uh, Gunsmoke actually be shot, and so allegedly that's why he is shot. They also they, asked they, him if he yeah. wants them to kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we're gonna kill you. Do you want us to do shoot you? you? Want, do you want to shoot? He's I like, think yes. originally they weren't going to, but they, they did. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was some good stuff. That malt liquor. I'm gonna take this home with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you, you if you, I don't know if you uh, you probably didn't have time to watch the movie with the commentary track, but I did once upon a time. So I can explain another joke that was opaque to me without the explanation. When Black Dynamite and the guys show up at the warehouse, is it for the second time? I can't remember. Uh, and they 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 start talking to the um, to the guys working who are unloading, and they say, "Where's so and so?" or whatever they say, and they all point. Well, the joke of that is supposed to be that it's a cheap movie. If they had said anything, it's a speaking part, and you have to pay them more. <laughs> so instead, they just all like four guys just all turn and point, so that you can avoid that That's expense. Funny. Well, my that, the favorite part of the scene in there that I like it's obvious where the where you hear the guy talking about well when this is all over, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna get back with my girl, and yeah. I think yeah, I'm gonna be a better picture. father. <laughs> But you knew it was coming. You knew right. he was gone or he was right. a goner. At which is at which point Michael Jai White says, 
who saw that coming? I mean, who saw where that came from? <laughs> and that's that guy's third time of reading the stage directions when he says show's picture. Oh, that's yeah. him. That's oh, him. I forgot that he says show's yeah. picture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to raise a family. He does it so show's subtly. Oh my god! Well, oh, I liked it after Black Dynamite dressed him down, and then he walks out of the room with the other guy. And he's I was like, "Great, fuck him up!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good film. Good that guy, uh, that guy in that scene uh, with the big smile, is like the son, I believe, of the Phil Phil Morris who was in Mission Impossible or something like. That. Wasn't there a black character yeah, on Mission yeah. Impossible? One of the, I think one it's of the his son guys. is in that. Oh, really? Is, is that guy? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about that though. So now, how do you get like Arsenio Hall? Do they just does somebody are they friends you, with somebody or how you does got, you got me? I have no idea. Yeah, how there's some how they got Tommy some Davidson and oh uh, Tommy Davidson. I think if you sort of look at his career, he wasn't really doing a lot at that time. Oh really? So I think it was an opportunity for him to get back into something that might be big. And I will tell you that he did yeoman's work every time I turned around. Tommy Davidson was promoting that film, as was Kim Whitley, which, of course, I was very grateful for. I'd see them on the Today Show or whatever. It's like, yes, thank you so much for making this effort. Uh, they, they really tried. Yeah. Yeah. It, it You know, when, you're, when you do a film, it's really great when the actors really... Because a lot of actors will not promote the film. You know, it's sort of like, I came in, I did my days, I walk away. You know, but it's sort of like, well, we did a movie and had um, John Schneider in it, and he had been in another one. My as movie. Satan? Yeah, as Satan. I saw that preview yesterday. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but he will promote the heck out of a film, mm. you know, the hell out of a film, too. John Schneider from Smallville? Yeah. Mm. I'd like Smallville. to say John Smallville. From Dukes of, Dukes of Hazzard. Well, there you well, go. Well, that's a generational divide <laughs> that's up on our show. What's but, Smallville? But yeah, I don't as much as you I know Smallville. That, we did this film <laughs> called Holding in Undercover. We who was the actress that played the seductress? The, was uh, Jennifer Jennifer Lyons. Lyons, and she was she was unbelievable. Great. She was great, so funny. But you know who what, who Lyons. wanted that role, and she even did a, she even did an audition was Debbie Gibson. Oh really? The um the um teen pop idol. singer, the teen yeah. idol. Yeah. And here's what her pitch was. She goes. You know, I really want this role. I'd really be in. She goes, I'll write a song for the movie. And she goes, and I play all these concerts. I'm going to go everywhere. And um, support everywhere I go, I will support this. If movie. she's in the movie? Yeah. yeah, if she was in the movie. You know, She, she was, didn't get she, in. She didn't get in. Mm. And you know what? This girl, Jennifer Lyons, you couldn't ask for a better she performance. She was great. Really yeah. funny. She was, she was hilarious. What's the name of this movie? Holy Man Undercover. Okay. Just want to <laughs> get it out there. <laughs> name drop the title gets yeah. it done? <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> he, he, you know. No, but, you know, but it is really cool. And I tell you, like I did this other movie, um, Sarah's Choice, with this singer, Rebecca St. James. The production company didn't, distributor did nothing to support the movie. But this girl went out. She was a singer, Grammy Award winning singer. Every show she went, she showed clips from the movie. She did oh, a sing. She, she wrote a song for it. The entire success of that film, which is measured every quarter, comes to my house. <laughs> the success of that film isn't due entirely to her oh, and wow. her people, you know, just promoting the hell out of it. Every appearance she made, she promoted it. So that's why it's good, like somebody, you know, yeah. you get an actor in the Definitely. film who believes in the film and supports it. And I don't understand why they don't, because it's like, if the film's successful... They are. They are. Isn't it in their own interest to do it? Yeah. yeah. No, you I know, agree. so I don't understand why people don't. You know, even if I had problems with a film that I was involved in, and I'm not saying I ever did, you know, you're never going to see me, like, talking bad about the film in a podcast. Right. You know, you know, you know I've never been on that side, never will, but you, you know, never you know. Could, You're you know, still young. Well, yeah. people are seeing you now on this podcast. Yeah. Are they? Jones well, I way. mean, I, I, you know, we're this has been an over an hour, which is great. Great wow, stuff. Yeah. Is there any anything else you want to? So, Hassan, from you, you, you enjoyed the film, but you had seen the cartoon the first, film. you said. Yeah, I what did it. What was better, the cartoon or the film? Uh,. The cartoon. <gasps> well, I think in the cart. Because, but I, I mean, like, I, again, I didn't like see the whole series. Uh, I stopped after like the first season, but I, I was watching it, and I was also watching like the Boondocks at the time, which uh, like I was really into that back then. Uh, so when I saw the when I saw Black Dynamite the other night, I was it was kind of you'd seen it was it kind of like it was kind of like a refresher kind of mm. thing. Like mm. I was like ah, and like, I caught all the stuff, but. I think they were very different, and I think they appeal to different kinds of audiences. So it's, I think it's hard to say, you know, this one is better than that. And I liked both of them. 
I yeah, see. I think like they could do more in the cartoon than they could in the movie. Well, obviously, well, they can go as yeah. nuts as they want. Plus, mm-hmm. the guy who did that art, whose name is I've forgotten his last name, Lashawn, it was a, a wonderful artist uh, that yeah. designed all those characters. Uh, did a great job. And did most of the actors from the movie were they voice actors in the? I, a number of them. I don't. <clears throat> I don't know that it was all of them, but uh, a number of the more well-known ones. Yes. You know what surprised me about the film and was that um, Bullhorn ends up dying and he um, gets his head chopped off. Yes. With the, um... <laughs> that scene is so great. His head gets chopped off and Black Dynamite gives this impassioned speech about it. But when the fight starts, he just heaves the head behind him <laughs> and starts fighting. <laughs> A relationship forged in revolution <laughs> ends because of Kung, Kung Fu, Fu treachery. treachery. You know, and then he just, <laughs> just, he just tosses it. But, I mean, he's like the second lead. But Bullhorn is alive again amazingly in the animated series. Yeah, that's what I mean. But if if the film had really taken off as I think it should have, you would certainly... Well, they would have just had him alive. Well, I know there were some ideas about that. I I think one idea people had was... I, maybe it was my idea. I can't remember. But, you know, to have him have this giant scars. Of his bring head him back. To, yeah, bring I wanted back to together. have his head on backwards. I had some joke about him saying something about my black ass and then being able to actually look down <laughs> at his own ass, which I thought would be really funny. Uh, By the way, he's also a professional comedy writer no, as well. No, I am not. Thank you. Have you ever professionally written a comedy? I guess I've professionally written a comedic screenplay. Yeah, but by the time the movie came out. It wasn't as funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's an it was de- de-comedized. Yeah, it was de-comedized. Dehumorized. As, yeah. uh, someone used to say he's no yeah. longer in the Senate. I thought, like, yeah. I thought the animated series was supposed to have taken place like somewhere in between, like in the middle of the movie. Like, Oh, you mean there was an – well, there was that animated love scene. <laughs> where oh, they right. were having sex to each um, astrological that was, evidently, <laughs> evidently, that was a poster. Do you any guys know this? See, I didn't. It's poster from the movie? Or the, the, that, the, zodiac the very zodiac scene? signs in the sex positions was a poster, which they said uh, – Scott told me about this. They said it – can you hit the bell for the name drop on that one? <laughs> He's getting into spirit. In. <laughs> apparently, it was not quite the right period, but he said when he was in college, which I – take to have been in the earlier mid-70s everybody had this poster that was the zodiac signs with all that so they, i've never they, seen that so they put I, that yeah. in I, I, i've seen i've seen velvety. like various sex positions relating to different signs but mm. i haven't seen a specific poster that's if you look at some of the locations in that scene for example when black dynamite shows up at the club where she's singing shine and then black dynamite says he'll throw her one later yeah. um in fact that scene is hilarious because it's something along the lines of, oh black dynamite you came to see me and how does black dynamite respond bitch no i had to do this yeah, <laughs> this is how he talks to her yeah. um the just the the 70s periodness of these places and i i remember talking to some of these guys about the location scouting and they said yeah it was amazing you'd go to these places and it was like they had never changed yeah, since, since 1973 yeah. you, you couldn't believe it you looked around and it's like my god it's like a time capsule wow um that helps. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that a lot certainly helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, the 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 the, the uh, wardrobe on everybody, the afros on everybody, the uh, it just nailed it nailed all that. I it, love the wardrobe. I actually wrote that woman and told her I thought she should get the Academy Award because those those costumes were yeah. so great. If the film had done better, she could have possibly have gotten mm-hmm. a nod for that movie. Would have been nice. That's a shame. It's a shame that you worked that hard. And on something that actually works. I mean, the movie yeah. works. Yes, this is. And if people haven't seen it, it's just a shame. This is what I've always said. They they did what they had to do. They did. They 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 succeeded in what they said they would do. Um, yeah, you know, so many films do not succeed or just a shadow of what they wanted. And here's a film that actually did exactly what it was supposed to. And in my opinion, it was ruined in the marketing. You know, this film. You know. And you could tell it was a passion of love, too, you know, with, like, Michael Jai White and those guys. You know, they really they really wanted to tell this story. This was something that seemed to be important to them. You know, and they should they should be three films into this, you know. And they obviously knew a lot about black exploitation. I mean, there are shots in there that are, you know, the, the closing scene where Black Dynamite's standing there holding the gun out and the two women. That's a, that is a poster from a movie that they're enacting. Uh, the Pimp Council, of course, is just like in the one in Willie Dynamite. Uh, just so, they, they really... They really showed their knowledge of the whole genre and and made it fun and funny. So shall we shall we thank Matt? Richards? I think we should thank Matt Richards. Yes, thank you. Thank, you know, I would like I would like to thank Matt Richards. <laughs> We've had <laughs> other guests, but none is uh, important. Well, Wayne, we, Wayne was our first guest. I think Wayne <laughs> says, spoke two sentences. Right. Damning with faint praise, but thank you. No, no we, we appreciate you coming in for our little here. podcast, and it's uh, a great. We love the movie. I I mean, I'm saying I love the movie. I don't know how the other. 
I know. Should we Sean, vote on how many barrels? I say uh, four and a half barrels. Yellow barrels. I'll give I'll give it four and a half barrels. Okay. I'd give it four barrels. There you go. It's great. What is this out of what? Five. We have we have to do this every time. Come on, dude. You five. ask the same question every yeah, time. Every time. Yeah, I'll go three and three quarters. Okay. okay. Oh, man. He's always the uh, you know yeah, he's, he's always the, the, the buzzkill. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yes, we love the movie. I, w- I would hope that it would get some kind of uh, yeah. bump off our podcast. But undoubtedly, <laughs> <laughs> well, the ten year anniversary is coming up soon. So oh, that's we'll it is. Oh, yeah. I, I you know I'm sure it's suddenly going to sell you know three hundred thousand copies Here's because something. we talked got our about endorsement. Do we as seen on as heard? Do we on. get anything from no. that? If no. <laughs> all of a no. sudden. <laughs> No, I think there's other people in line before you. Yeah, and we were going to get Michael Jai White on the show, but now that I said it, he was short. Oh, by short. the way, Michael Jai White, well, he, you said he was uh, Spawn, right? Yes. So he played, a, he played like was the first. Was Spawn? He was in one of the Dark Knight movies. Yeah, he was oh, in yeah. the Dark Knight. Gamble. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, yeah, that, the one with the second. Joker. Where yeah, he does the, the Black Pets Knight? Yeah. That one. The Magic Trick. The Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah. He was the magic trick guy? No, no. He was in the room. When oh, he when did the magic, magic trick, trick happened. Yeah, he was one of the guys that had to beat. beat they were one job, and there are three of you. You know, whoever's alive gets. Oh, the that's job. one of that's yeah. was, <laughs> I think he was one of those <laughs> yeah, guys, wasn't he? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Michael oh. was also on a TV show. I, it, I, he for a Mike while Tony after too. Black Dynamite, it seemed like every time I turned around, I was seeing that Michael was doing something else. Yeah, he was on Directed a movie, he was on a TV show. He, he's done a lot of work. That's great. Yeah. And you know what? He was a nice guy, too. He is a nice guy. And he's funny. He's really funny. I mean, yeah. genuinely, as a person, he's funny. You know, and I, you know, and he's only five foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, he's probably. <laughs> I think he's six foot two. Okay. Maybe I. You know what? We were in the movie theater. We'll have to look at the. And there was a, there okay. was a, there was a. You know how the aisle goes down. Yeah, I got you. I was higher up on uh, the. We'll aisle look in. The, we'll look at the That's picture. That's what it was. We'll yeah, level it off for you. Yeah. So, so uh, it's, 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 maybe we should have. Um, Mr. Richards back for some other movie. He could I'd love be... to. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, yeah. we let you pick one. So, you know, you pick one, bring one in, and you have to uh, sell it to us and tell us what uh, you know what you like about it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So okay. we'll do that in the future. That'd be great. Okay. So should we call? It, should we bring a commercial up now? I think a commercial. Our okay. advertising sponsors. Word from your sponsor. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you that one. Please go buy the Black Dynamite DVD. <laughs> yes. Please <laughs> buy the cartoon DVDs. Buy the posters. Buy the comic book. Buy anything you can that has the words Black Dynamite. On Black it. or dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, or either one. Yeah. I'm cool If they were that. both together, even even better. better. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Matt. And uh, I guess that's how we'll end it. All right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join us next time when we discuss the film The Spanish Prisoner with one of our favorite guests, Wojo. And please check out our website at yippiekayemotherpodcast.com.